Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Tobias Rex, and this is the Sharks, Dinosaurs, and Mythical Creatures podcast coming at you right now. For today's episode, I decided to put on some background music, Lord of the Land by Kevin MacLeod. He makes great soundtracks, because today's episode is going to be a good one. And in case you're wondering, the reason why I'm talking a little quieter is, is, is so you guys can hear the music, too, because it's going to be a good one. Today's episode is going to be on a very popular mythical creature. In fact, one of the most famous ones of all time. I'm going to be talking about the famous Bigfoot, or Sasquatch, or Sam Squams if you're a Trailer Park Boys fan. (laughs) I'm going to be discussing the sightings that it has been documented with over the years, what it looks like, and how it has acted towards people. And this is information I got from a website, so I'm not plagiarizing. Here we go. Based on sightings, the Sasquatch is a bipedal humanoid that ranges from 8 to 11 feet tall with long arms, a coat of brown or reddish fur, and as the name Bigfoot would suggest, very big feet. Although in much earlier reportings, he was said to be more bear-like in appearance. And based on early sightings of the Sasquatch, the profile of the creature was thought to be more ape-like with a prominent brow ridge, an undefined nose, and a prognathous face, which means an extremely prominent chin. And it was not until a sketch by Robert, by Roger Patterson titled Old Woman was released that the Sasquatch would adopt its flat-faced, almost man-like image that, that is observed in most, repre- most representations of it today. And the Sasquatch in Patterson's famous clip also possesses such a flat face. The overall, the overall, uh, d- the overall disposition of the Sasquatch seems to be peaceful, although in some, although in some is- instances, such as the Abe Canyon incident, which I will get to in a moment, there have been acts of aggression. And many witnesses have claimed that the Sasquatch appeared to be floating or gliding across the ground, which is really strange, because, because the only humanoid creature that can levitate that I know is, is either an angel or a ghost. And this is because of the creature's stride, called its complaint gate or something like that, which, while being quite different uh, from, from the way a human walks, has been seen to some primates. And, 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 and unlike a human, which, which walks in a stiff-legged strut, the, the Sasquatch walks bent-legged, as if snowshoeing, suppressing the bobbing motion of its upper body during each step. And with each leg rise, the creature's shins are almost parallel to the ground, and, and the head tilts forward, and the foot is oriented vertically. Though this style of walking was thought to, by some to be impossible for a human to do, it has been reproduced by, uh, by some healthy individuals. And even then, though, the, the stride has become difficult to execute over extended periods. And the Sasquatch can be seen exhibiting the, the complete gait in many clips, most notably the Patterson-Gimlin film, which was released in 1967. And now I will discuss the stories. Get ready, because here we go. For a long time now, stories of an ape-like creature roaming the forests of North America ha- have been around as long as some of the Native American tribes started in certain areas could remember due to the finding of cave paintings. However, the earliest written account was made in 1811 by a man named David Thompson, who was mapping regions of Canada and the United States during the time. And Thompson spoke to the Spokans, or Spokanes, which were a local, a, local, a local Native American tribe in Washington State. According to Thompson, the, the Spockings told him of, of, of a race of hairy giants that lived in one of the nearby mountains, possibly the volcano Mount St. Helens or, or the Cascade Mountain Range. <clears throat> Excuse me, I seem to be a little belchy this morning. <laughs> and, they, and they would steal salmon and people while they were asleep. 
similar to the Osman story in 1924, which I will get to in a moment. And this was also the first time that a footprint was mentioned for a Bigfoot. And Thompson said that, that the giants left footprints one and a half feet long. Pretty big feet, like I said, hence the name. In 1957, a, a man named Albert Otsman reported being stolen and asleep by a Sasquatch, similar to the stories of giants told by the Spokanes. He claimed that in 1924, when he was searching for gold, he felt that someone was carrying him while he was sleeping. And, Osman, and, and when Osman woke up, he claimed that he could see eight-foot-tall Sasquatches with long arms and a hairy body, except for the padded feet, uh, which were bare. They didn't have any hair. And it rhymed. <laughs> and Osman also stated that the Sasquatches appeared to live in a family, similar to how modern apes and humans do. And this situation is similar to modern accounts where baboons have, have reportedly stolen infants while, while they were sleeping. That's really weird, isn't it, folks? And it is currently unknown why primates would, um, would perform such behavior. However, it may be related to, to the Osman account. In the summer of 1924, uh, uh, prospector Fred Beck and four others reportedly shared a nightmarish encounter with the tribe of eight men in, in, in a Washington mountain range near Mount St. Helens. This area is now known as Ape Canyon because of that. Now I'm going to tell what happened, and this is info from a website, so I'm not plagiarizing once again. The group had been prospecting for six years in the surrounding area and had found several large tracks, uh, uh, the largest measuring 19 inches in length by creek beds and springs. And, and these tracks were not made by any animal known uh, to, the, to these seasoned out, outdoor enthusiasts. Though apprehensive, they carried on. Working on a gold claim in Abe Canyon, the, the prospectors sh shared a sturdy pine log cabin that they had built together. And every evening for about a week, the prospectors could hear strange sounds around them. The sounds that, 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 were, that were described as whistling or thumping, like something hitting its chest. Like, like modern day gorilla or King Kong would do. And one day, Fred, uh, uh, accompanied by his friend Hank, Headed to, to some water, uh, headed to, to get some water from a nearby spring for a drink, and it was here that Hank spotted a hairy humanoid creature, uh, uh, about seven foot tall, with blackish brown fur, uh, brown fur hiding behind a tree, on the other side of the on the other side of a small canyon. Hank raised his rifle and shot, and, and even one hundred yards away, Fred Beck claimed to see the bark fly from the pine tree, and the large animal disappeared down the canyon side, and three bullets fired by Beck flying close to it, but just missing it. The, and the, and the two humans brought their water and shared their, uh, and shared their bizarre story to the rest of the group, who, who had, who had anonymously, it's hard to say, uh, agreed to head home, uh, but they would wait until the next morning to avoid being caught out in the canyon when nightfall comes. Speaking of which, nightfall came in the canyon with five prospectors sound asleep, knocked out, tranked. And their sleep would last until the clock struck 12, when a quote-unquote tremendous thud uh, 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 against the cabin wall jolted them awake. And Hank was on the floor, covered in chinking, knocked loose from the wall. Squinting through, squint, squinting through the space left, left by the clinking, he saw three ape-like creatures like the one they had encountered in the creek. And these creatures, called Mountain Devils by Hank, hurled rocks at the cabin and attempted to break through the door 
which was braced from, sorry guys, which was braced from a pole scavenged from, scavenged from a bunk bed. And a notable event uh, occurred when one hairy arm reached inside through uh, through the gap left by the chinking and, and grabbed an axe by its handle, although it was, un well, it was unable to successfully get it out of it. Every pro every prospector was armed, but however, Fre Fred and Hank were were the only two that fired. And the rest just gripped their rifles in the corner, and, and and the two would stop shooting when the creatures would quiet down. And they were hoping that they would understand, should they desire, that they could leave peacefully. If you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone, Hank said, and we'll go home in the morning. And the attack lasted 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 until dawn. And as soon as the prospectors were sure it was it was bright enough to, to, to see, they eased out of their ravaged cabin. And not long after, Fred noticed it's one of the mountain devils on the edge of Eight Canyon, about eight uh, about eighty yards away. He he got his rifle, aimed and shot. And this time he did not miss. The uh, the, the animal collapsed and tumbled down the gorge, four hundred feet below. Wow, shocking, huh, folks? And, uh, fearing that there was no better time to escape, the group retreated from Abe Canyon, bringing, bringing only, what, what they, only what little they could in, in their knapsacks. And Hank said, quote-unquote, It's better to lose them than our lives. And Fred, uh, acclaimed clairvoyant, believes the creatures were of supernatural origin, so, so they're kind of like ghosts. And, and because of this, a, a body would never turn up. Coincidentally, similarly, similar to that, the body that supposedly fell 400 feet down the gorge was never found, and the cabin built built by the prospectors, according to Beck, burned to the ground many years later. And 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 an explanation offered by investigators is is that the ape men were actually youth group investigators of of a nearby YMCA camp who were throwing rocks down the canyon, unaware that they were not alone. And and the darkness, combined with the narrow walls of the canyon, may may have distorted these youths in, into something frightening. So it may be a case of mistaken identity. Arguably, the best form of evidence we have of the Sasquatch are the tracks they leave across North America. They they are typically 15 to 17 inches long and about 30 percent wider than typical human footprints. The first documented discovery was in uh, was in the cold winter of 1811 in Alberta, Canada, when David Thompson discovered a large set of footprints in the Rockies, impacted deep in the snow, and he was convinced that these did not belong to a bear at all. Uh, footprints were and footprints were discovered almost daily in in the logging area of Bluff Creek, California, during the during the 1950s. And it was here that that the first Sasquatch footprint was cast, and Bigfoot was brought to the media. However, Bluff Creek wasn't the only place these tracks were found. By 1980, there were only there were over 200 reports of footprints from North California alone. In 1969, a trail of over 1,000 footprints leading through the snow was discovered in Bosburg, Washington, and the tracks were 17 inches, like I said before. And there was some sort of crippling deformity on the right foot. And this analysis had given the Bosburg Sasquatch the name Cripplefoot, which I've never heard of before. In 1982, the uh, some prints were discovered by the U.S. Forest Service in the state of Washington, and they appeared to possess dermal ridges, fingerprints uh, for the foot, and sweat pores. That's really weird. And the footprints were found similar to that of a primate. And after much analysis, many researchers have concluded that these were not faked. Uh, 
but, but even to this day, Sasquatch, footprint, Sasquatch footprints are still being discovered all across North America. And and in some of the media it appears in, it appears in Harry and the Hendersons, where it's injured and people try to take it as a pet. And I just watched that movie on Netflix recently. And this episode has been concluded. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to like and subscribe to my podcast. It comes out every Tuesday. It is on Spotify. It is on Anchor. It is on the podcast app. But before I go, I'm going to... I am going to have you stay tuned for next episode. Because next episode is going to be... Is going to be on on something that won three Academy Awards from 1975.